0: Well, hello everybody and welcome to today's podcast it is uh tuesday april 5th and um still working with a little glitches on the on the facebook uh, but we we got it we got it um so glad everybody still hung in there and we're made it made it back together <laughs> uh so we're in the fifth week of lent uh, again next week is uh holy week so hopefully I hope you're making plans to be a part of each of the podcasts tomorrow or next week as we walk through the final week of Jesus' life, the most important week um, in Christian, um, you know, in the Christian calendar for sure. But I would argue the most important week in the history of the world, um, which we will walk through each of those important days with readings next week. So, um, yeah hope you guys are all good good morning mary miss simmons linda christine trevor joe bill good morning everybody so glad you guys are on we uh we had a little glitch there with facebook because i couldn't see the comments again i couldn't see who was on there so it was kind of stuck in this thing it was actually broadcasting but i couldn't see who was on so i tried to refresh it that didn't go well that did not go well so anyway if you're on instagram you don't you're you you were for you were, you are protected from all that craziness, so or the podcast for that matter, just Facebook people. All right, let's let's uh, let's do it. So today our readings are from Jeremiah chapter 25, uh, Jeremiah 25, 8 through 17, and then Romans 10, 1 through 13, and then John chapter 9. So uh, Rome, uh, Jeremiah 25, Romans 10, and John 9. Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday morning. Uh, April 5th. Let's do it. You know what we do? We read. We pray. We change the world. When Facebook doesn't trip us up. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Here we go. We're up and rolling, though, now. We're rolling now. Jeremiah 25, beginning at verse 8. Therefore, the Lord Almighty says this. Because you have not listened to me, uh, I just skipped, hold on. Because you have not listened to my words, I will summon all the peoples of the north, and my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, declares the Lord. And I will bring them against this land and its inhabitants, and against all the surrounding nations, I will completely destroy them and make them an object of horror and scorn. Wow. So uh this was uh, after the prophets had warned and warned and warned ad nauseum warned that Israel should uh repent um, that you know that uh, the pattern and direction they were heading was not good, and of course, the people resisted the prophet's warning, did not heed their words. and so as uh predicted quite literally, uh, judgment was coming, and God was going to use the, uh, the strong arm of the Babylonians uh, with Nebuchadnezzar at the helm to execute this judgment, and notice he calls, uh, he says, my servant Nebuchadnezzar. Wow. So here's a pagan king who is a, a, actually going to be a servant. He's going to he's going to serve God's purposes. Here's something, guys. Here's something awesome, y'all. Look, the kings of this world are not ultimately in charge. That even wicked kings, even kings whose hearts have no concern or regard uh for God, are still used by the hand of the Lord to accomplish his God's purposes on earth. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't serving Jesus Nebuchadnezzar wasn't trying to do God's work he was trying to gain power he was trying to extend the kingdom and the Empire but what he didn't know was he was just a hand in he was just a uh, a pawn in the hand of God to accomplish God's greater purposes so even God even man's wicked evil intentions can be and are used by God to accomplish good. That's what the Lord means in Romans eight twenty eight. That's in part what it means. God works all things together for good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Even the evil, uh, malicious intentions of people, God will use for the good of his people. And here, it may not sound like it's a good thing, but ultimately it will bring about repentance. Uh, but here, God, God uses Nebuchadnezzar for his righteous means, which is to bring judgment. I will banish them from the sounds of joy and gladness the voice of the bride and the bridegroom the sound of millstones and the, the light of the lamp this whole country will become a desolate wasteland and these nations will serve the king of babylon 70 years now here he's talking about the exile that this is going to be you know they're going to be in roman or uh, babylonian captivity for a number of years but when the 70 years are fulfilled I will punish the king of Babylon. <laughs> so <laughs> You want to say, look, he, I'm going to use this evil King, even though his, he's doing, he wants, he's doing, he has his, his desires are wicked and evil. Um, I'm going to use him for my good purposes, but that doesn't exonerate him from his wickedness and, and, and evil. He's still going to be accountable for the wickedness and evil that was in his own life and his own, on his own heart. So he says, uh, you know, after the seven days, you know, Nebuchadnezzar is going to take over Jerusalem and Judah. He did, uh, 587 uh, B.C., but that doesn't mean he's also uh, exempt from uh, accountability for his own condition before God. That's a good, you know, just because something turns out right. This is this is some, something to think about, guys. Just because something turns out right doesn't mean... That we are exempt if our intentions were wrong, right? Hmm. Think about that. Like, just because something had a happy ending, well, you know what? But in the, at the end of the day, it turned out okay. I was a total jerk. I was rude. I was mean. I kind of lied. But at the end of the day, it turned out okay. Hmm. Uh, mm. You are still accountable <laughs> for your intention and your actions. Even the, the the end does not justify the means. Right? So you gotta think like you know what? That did turn out well and turned out okay, but you know what? I, I'm gonna need to, Lord, I need you to forgive my intention there. I needed you to forgive my my behavior and my attitude because it was uh it wasn't it wasn't on point. It wasn't glorifying to you. Verse 12. But when the 70 years are fulfilled, I will punish the king of Babylon and the nations in the land of Babylon for their guilt, declares the Lord, and will make it desolate forever. I will bring on that land all the things I had spoken against it, all the things that are written in this book and prophesied by Jeremiah against all the nations. They themselves will be enslaved by many nations and great kings. I will repay them according to their deeds and the work of their hands. So the Babylonians... Yeah, in this instance, they're going to be used, in one instance, they're going to be used by the hand of the Lord to bring judgment on God's people. But they, too, must stand under the judgment of the Lord for their own wickedness. And they will face a similar fate. It just ebbs and flows, man. Right? (laughs) He's saying, right now, Babylonians, you you got the bat in your hand. But there's going to come a day when you're going to be on the other end of that. So, um, you know, take heed. Verse 15, this is what the Lord, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel said to me. Take from my hand this cup filled with the wine of my wrath and make all the nations to whom I send you drink it. When they drink it, they will stagger and go mad because of the sword I will send among them. Verse 17, so I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations to whom he sent me drink it the cup of the uh, cup of the Lord's wrath. It reminds me of our, our conversations in Revelation right a few weeks ago we were in a series in Revelation and the, the cup of wrath is poured out um and the nations are drank of it. Um, I think that's just a good reminder y'all that you know God that we are accountable to the Lord and all kings and kingdoms will, will be accountable to the Lord. Um, that, despite how it may feel like they are, uh, that wickedness can run rampant and run unchecked, and uh, in the micro, that may be true, but at the macro level, at the thirty thousand foot and the grand, the long throw of history, God will judge this, and and, the, and they and there and there will be uh, accountability and responsibility taken for um for it. Thanks be to God that, you know, and that's the point of this of, of this time of year is that, you know, we were all subject to drink of the Lord's wrath because we all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin and fall short. We all have gone our own way. Um but we've been bought with a price. Remember the theme for this week? We are not our own. We've been bought with a price. Christ purchased our salvation. He drank. Jesus drank the cup, the full cup of the Lord's wrath for sin on our behalf. Man, aren't you glad for that? I sure am. And Romans 10. Let's read Romans 10. Romans 10, 1 through 13. Welcome, everybody. Had a little bit of a hiccup at the beginning, but we up and rolling now. We're going. We, we got it going on now. Romans 10 1 through 13. Brothers and sisters. My heart's desire and prayer for God, to, to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. So, again, this continues the conversation Paul was having uh, in our readings yesterday where the conversation is, All will all of Israel be saved? And the answer is yes and no. Yes, all of true Israel will be saved, but no, not just based on ethnicity. It has never been that way. Not Nowhere in the Bible has it been taught that just because you are born to a certain set of parents you're going to be saved no 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 um you you, there are certain advantages to being born to certain parents uh so to 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 the jewish uh folks in particular paul's saying there's a lot of advantages to being jewish you're born with the word of god you're born with the promises of god you're born knowing the story of god You're, you're born with all this content you're born with the with the law and the and the, and the temple structure, you want you you're given all of these these um, these vehicles, these um, tools that point us to the truth that help, if done right, can guide our hearts to true devotion to God. But no, just because you're born into a certain family doesn't make you saved. That doesn't make you true Israel. True Israel are those who have not just a circumcision of the flesh, but have a circumcision of the heart. Right. And so continuing that conversation, brothers and sisters, my heart desire and prayer to God for the Israelites is that they may be saved. For I can testify about them that they are zealous for God, but their zeal is not based on knowledge, since they did not know the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own. They did not submit to God's righteousness. So they uh, their righteousness becomes based on religious works instead of faith in God. Christ, listen to this, guys. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. (coughs) Wow. You can have righteousness. I can have righteousness. Everybody gets righteousness. (laughs) You get a righteousness, and you get a righteousness. (laughs) It's like the Oprah Winfrey moment, right? Look under your chair. There's some righteousness there. You get a righteousness and you get a righteousness. Well, no, but but on a serious note, how we can all everyone now can um receive righteousness. How? Through Jesus. Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who no one is exempt. People talk about that. How can you believe that the gospel is exclusive? The gospel is not exclusive, it's inclusive it's an inclusive to anyone who believes there's no exclusion anyone who believes jew gentile male female no matter where you're from where you started where you where you're at everyone who believes can be saved it's not it's not narrow to say that there's actually a door an entryway into this it's not narrow when someone says what's your address and you give them four digits and a street name and they're like well that's pretty narrow well, because that's where I live. That's pretty narrow. Could, could you just just a region? Well, I can give you a region, but you're never gonna find me. Like um, the other day, my father-in-law and, and I were riding down Palm Harbor in the golf cart. Ching, in the golf cart, guy pulls pulls up beside us, and he was obviously looking for. Me. He said, "Hey, um, do you know do you know where there's a church? A little church here in Palm Harbor." I was like. Uh, do, you ha- do you know the name of the church? No, uh-uh. Yep. The street name, the address? No, uh-uh. Just, uh, just a little church here in, in Palm Harbor, and my, my friend's going to be there. Uh, well, I, there's a few churches around here. I mean, it could be any. Uh, I mean, wasn't that narrow of his friend to be at a, just one certain church? I mean, that was so narrow. <laughs> That's where he was, right? And so... Christ is the fulfillment of the law. He provides righteousness for anyone who believes. That's inclusive. That's not exclusive. Verse 5. Moses writes this about the righteousness that is by the law. The person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that is by faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into the heaven, that is, to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the deep, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the message concerning faith that we proclaim. Here it is. This is salvation, guys, right here. This is it. First, this is one you should we should memorize. Romans 10 9. Romans 10 9. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's man, that's awesome. That's inclusive. That's everyone, male, female, Jew, Gentile, young, old, doesn't matter where you are, or what you've done, where you've been. If you believe in your heart, <laughs> did you hear what he said in verse nine? If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The door is open to everyone. And next, next, next time somebody tells you, well, Christianity is so exclusive. You tell them, have you read the Bible? It's not exclusive. Then you ask them, Tell me what your address is, and they give you one, two, three Main Street. Say, well, that's 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 narrow. What do you mean? Because I have to go to one, two, three Main Street to find you. That's so narrow. Well, because that's where I live. Well, Romans ten nine. That's where Jesus lives. <laughs> that's so narrow. Well, Romans ten nine. That's where Jesus lives. <laughs> Uh, where did Jesus live? 10, Romans 10.9. 10, That's where he lived. You want to find him? Go to Romans 10.9. <laughs> uh, verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. Not by religious law, not by religious works, but by what? For it is with your heart that you believe, and through belief you're justified and it is with your mouth that you profess you use your mouth to profess your faith and you're saved as scripture says anyone who anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame for there is no difference here Paul saying it there's this is inclusive for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile the same lord is lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him for everyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved man praise god everyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved but here's the thing you got to call that you got to call everyone who calls can be saved but you got to call but well, that's narrow well i mean sorry that's that's how it works whoever calls will be saved. Aren't you glad you called on the Lord? Man, I am. I'm glad I'm called on the Lord. I'm glad uh, that he's willing to save sinners. Yes, sir. He doesn't, he doesn't wait for us to get cleaned up, doesn't wait for us to get all prettied up. He saves us. He saves us, man, when we call. We got to call, though. I don't know why Jesus is not doing anything, because you ain't calling. I don't know why Jesus Jesus ain't answering. Have you called? Come on now. Have you called? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a fact, right? That's not, like, you don't even have to feel anything. If you call and you believe, you confess with, you believe in your heart and you profess and confess with your mouth, You really believe this resurrection story that through Christ, salvation is is possible? I think Stephanie did a really good job at the end of the service last Sunday explaining that, how how you can be saved. You really believe this message is true. When you believe that, when you believe Jesus is sufficient for our salvation, you can be saved. You will be saved. I can. You will be. Because what? 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. You are not your own you were bought with a price. Dang. All right, let's finish up uh John chapter 9, John chapter 9. Um this is a continuation of the story we began yesterday in the Gospels about the man born blind. And so we'll begin it. We're going to move back. I read further than I was supposed to yesterday. I broke the rules. My bad. We're going to go back up to verse 18 though. Back up to 18 through 41. They didn't, this is the man born blind, the spit, mud, in his eyes, he can see. People are like, is this the same guy? Who opened your eyes? All that. So verse 18, they still did not believe that he had been born, that he had been blind and received his sight until they sent for his man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one who you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? Have you been faking this? We know he is our son, the parents said, and we know that he was born blind. But how he can see, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. I love this though because this is honest. It's like I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep it real with you. Here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. What I do know is that he was born blind. Uh, what I do know is that he's my son. What I don't know is how this brother seeing. I don't. I can't. I can't make. I don't know. Is what we know. Here's what we don't know, which is a great just lesson. Like, this is unrelated a little bit, but it's a great lesson in life and in uh, even and also in chaos when things are going crazy and people want answers. Tell people what you know. Tell people what you don't know. Here's what we know. We know this. That I remember during COVID when we were having to make decisions about all these things, about, you know, church open, church closed, online, in the, you know, whatever. Here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. So, and in some cases, there was more we didn't know than what we did know. And other times we knew more than we didn't know. So, but you just gotta be honest. Here's what I know, Here's what I don't know. Sometimes when you're talking to people, and you know, and they they're pressing you, they're pressing you, especially if you're in leadership. Like, here's what I know, and this is what I don't know. That's what his parents did. He said, This is what I know, this is what I don't know. I know that I know he's my son. I know he's blind. How he got how, he, how that boy can see right now? I have no idea. I'm I'm, I'm learning with you, Pharisees. <laughs> I'm I'm right there learning with you. Uh, a second time they summoned the man, verse 24. Oh wait, wait, skip. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said he is of age. Ask him. A second time, they summoned the man who had been born blind. Uh, give gl- give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, "We know that this man is a sinner." Well, that's not a question. That's a statement. You've already you've already uh, uh, declared him a sinner. He replied, "Whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know: I was blind, but now I see." I love that about testimony, man. That's what you're, you are the expert of your own testimony. Nobody can. Nobody nobody knows your testimony better than you. And you say, you know what? All I know is this is where I was, and this is where I am. I was once a purposeless, selfish young man with no direction in life. And then I asked Christ into my life. He forgave me. I chose to follow him, and he gave me purpose and life. That's my story, man. That's my 15-second testimony right there, people. Everybody needs to have a 15-second testimony. You need to be able to say it in 15 seconds. This is where you were before. Two, just a couple things. I was this and this. What you did to receive Jesus, I trusted and began to follow Him, and how the the difference that He's made in your life. Fifteen second testimony. Somebody you in an elevator. Somebody say, Hey, I, what? How'd you become a Christian? I was this and this, but now I'm this and this because of Jesus. Then they asked him. Then they asked him, why? What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered, I have told you already, and you didn't listen. Why do you want me to, why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples? Yes. I love that, man. A little, little sarcasm, man. I love, a brother, I love a brother with some sarcasm. <laughs> what do you want? You want to become his disciples too? You need to keep hearing this message. You ready to, you ready to uh, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus raised, that Jesus is Lord? You ready? Then they hurled insults at him. We, You are this fellow's disciples. We are the disciples of Moses. We know what God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. Verse 30, the man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. Mm. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man more than blind. If this man were not from God, He could do nothing. He preaching now, the blind man preaching. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. You you know what's happening, right? The truth getting a little too close. Truth getting a little too close. So they, they, you know, dispel him. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have, ooh, look out. This fire right here, people. This is fire right here. You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking to you. The man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Man, just see that, man. The blind man at the feet of Jesus worshiping him. That's a beautiful scene. And Jesus said, "For judgment I came into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who will see become blind." Mm. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, "What are we blind to?" Jesus said, "If you were blind, you would be, not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains." Oh, oh! He's like because you because you claim you can see it all, but you're missing what's right here and. In plain sight in front of you, you're blind. And because you're claiming to see and in fact can't see, your guilt remains. Mm. So Jesus says, like, I didn't come here to, I didn't hear, come in here to, uh, for judgment. I didn't come here for, for, for to condemn you. He said, but I, I did, actually he said, for judgment, I came into the world. I'm judging between who can see and who can't. That's what Jesus is saying. Our response to Jesus determines whether we can see or not. Hmm. Man, all I know is I once was blind, and now I see. I don't understand how that miracle happened. I just know it happened through the love and grace of Jesus. Amen? (laughs) All right, you guys, let's do it. Let's pray. I love you guys. Thank you guys for being on today and uh, spending some time in the Word. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy Word. Thank you, Lord, for the miracle of salvation, Lord, that if we... Uh, believe in our heart that you raised Jesus from the dead and confess with our mouth, we will be saved. God, I thank you for that salvation. Lord, I I pray for my friends. If there's anyone who's listening right now who's never trusted you and confessed their sin and invited you into their lives and chosen to follow you, may they do that right now. Lord, may uh, may they make that decision today. And for all of us that are your children, we choose again today to follow you. We choose to follow you into our workplaces. We choose to follow you into our schools, into our neighborhoods, into our civic organizations, into the supermarket. Lord, we, we choose to follow you. Uh, Lord, help people to uh, look at us and, and want to know w- what changed, what happened. How is it now that you can see? And Lord, give us the opportunity and the courage to say it is it's because of Jesus. It's because of Jesus, because I chose to trust and follow him. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I pray your blessing on each one of my friends today. May you encourage them today through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys so much. Thank you so much for being on today. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, share, share that little, share that little newsfeed, um, and uh, and like it, subscribe to it. Really appreciate that. And um, and I pray that you have a great day. If you want to give me some feedback about the podcast, you can always do that at Bible Study Podcast 2020. Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. That is the email for the podcast. So always love to hear from you. All right, you guys, have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida on all social media platforms. The church you will find at BaysideChurchSH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.